This is the Mavericks in Motion podcast. I am your host, Shari Teigman, mindset coach and creative business strategist, and I am here to share with you the Mavericks of the world and pull the curtain back to teach you what it takes to have the mindset of a maverick. Hey, hey, welcome to season two. So today I have on a guest who has actually become a friend of mine. Joe Hawley is the creator of manvandogblog.com, a blog where he shares his travel experiences on the road in his van and his loving two-year-old companion named Freedom. What's interesting about Joe is he was not always a wanderer in a van, but he was actually a very successful NFL player where he played five years with the Atlanta Falcons and three years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Joe decided at a certain point in his career when his body was starting to give out and he saw the future of where his life was going to go that he wanted to make a choice for himself to become who he wanted to be, to go out and explore what real freedom would look like. And the goal of his blog, as well as his life, is to make a positive impact on the world by inspiring people to go after what they want in life and find out what that truly looks like. You are going to absolutely fall in love with the guy like I did, and I'm excited to introduce you to my new friend, Joe. See you inside the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Mavericks in Motion. I have someone really cool that most people would be like, I want to be that guy um, on today. So welcome to the show, Joe. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So what's amazing is we didn't even stage this, but Joe and I are recording while he's wandering in someplace beautiful, soaking up the sunshine, living exactly what he said he was going to go live and do. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to walk and get some walks and steps in, but I don't want to lose service. So like I'm just around in, little, in a like, circle. <laughs> yeah, 20 yard circle I'm doing, and I'm trying to push the boundaries and see how far I can get. Where are you currently? I'm at Big Meadows Campground in Shenandoah National Park, right off the Appalachian Trail. It is beautiful. Wow. Amazing. Okay. So for those of people who have not heard your story, um, at the time of us recording this, we are in the official start of you really traveling. Yeah. I hit the road again for like two weeks ago. Um, I originally traveled. I hit the road originally like a year ago um, after I retired from football. Uh, I wanted to figure out, you know, who I was without it. So I decided to hit the road. I bought a van rescued a dog and traveled for about eight months. Uh, and then I took a break because I'm not a big guy uh, with the cold. I don't really like the cold weather. So went back to Tampa for a few months, kind of reset and realized that, um, you know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do after football. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that this trip is kind of turned into what I want to do uh, because I did start the blog, the man van dog blog. I was able to share my message, uh, share some of my travels. I got such good feedback. That's positive feedback. People will tell me how I inspired them to, you know, change either their lifestyle, their diet, go after something more meaningful. And so it kind of gave me a, a newfound purpose. So I decided to reorganize everything. And then I bought a new van that's, that's way more dope, uh, way more comfortable. And I hit the road again a few weeks ago. And uh, this is actually my first national park I've been to on this trip. So totally amazing. And there's so much to this when I work with my mindset clients where we think that we know where the destination is and we go at it like a battle axe. And you know this from training for so many years in football, the destination was to move up that ladder. When was mm-hmm. the time you stopped to think about it? It was just that where you were training for, that's what your family and coaches were on, achievement, achievement. But when we step yep. off of that, like you perfectly said, 
you don't know who you are with it or without it sometimes. Yeah, my uh, yeah, my dream when I was a kid was to play in the NFL, and the roadmap was laid out for me. I knew exactly what I had to do to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. I'm not saying it was easy, but it was known. You know, there's people that have done it, so I got to work hard. I got to get big and strong. I know how much to weigh. I got to be on time. So all these things, and I just kept kept grinding. And when, like you said, when you're in it, you're always trying to make the next step. So when you're in high school, you're trying to get a scholarship to go to college. When you're in college, you're trying to make, you know, the combine, get drafted. And when you get drafted, you're trying to make it on the field. And I got to the point where, you know, my body was torn up and I, I had played eight years in the NFL. I was a starter. And, you know, I, I made good money and I, I was like still unsatisfied. I was like, you know what, like the guy next to me is making more money. And I kind of took a step back and realized like, when does it end? You know, like I'm still not satisfied even though I'm making millions of dollars and my body's getting beat up. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to reorganize my life. I'm not going to, you know, pursue all these things to impress people. I don't really care about. I'm going to kind of go after what I want, what makes me happy. And these material possessions, you know, I realized there's no end in sight. There's always a bigger house to get. There's always a nicer car to get. And so I kind of reorganized. I stepped away from the game. I started saving my money uh, a few years ago. And then that's when I hit the road. And, um, yeah, I've learned a lot while on the, on the road. I've grown a lot. And I've realized that happiness is definitely an inside job. It's really amazing. So my whole brand, as you can see from my hat, is all about being a maverick. And to me, a maverick is not rebelling against what other people want or don't want. It's just like you said, the inside job, finding out what fulfills you, what you want, and heading towards that. Now, that's really a nice story for me to say, mom of two kids where no one's watching, and you've got all these people watching your journey with lots riding on it, whether it's fans, teammates, coaches, um, family who have, you know, poured a lot of time and energy and money into this, for you to raise your hand and be like, you know what, everyone? I'm good. I'm out. How do you see yourself as a maverick, first of all? Oh, I, I'm just trying to live my best life. And That's why I love everyone I interview does not see themselves as a maverick because this is exactly the point. Uh-oh. You're just doing you. Exactly. So I think we all have, you know, a, a deeper purpose in our life. And, you know, we all have a medicine to give to the world. And I think the, the, one of the keys to finding really true happiness is adding value to others. Yes. And I think that's just the way humanity was created. And when you find that and tap into it, we all have something to give. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, it's terrible to be a CEO or a businessman or do go after what you want or be a football player or be an athlete, but it's about your relationship to those things. If you're doing it to chase money and fame, you're going to end up unfulfilled and unhappy. But if you're doing it because it's something that sets your soul on fire and makes you feel alive, then that energy radiates out and it, it touches people. And so, me, when I was doing football, I, I played my hardest. I had fun. And I think I inspired a lot of people with the way I played on the field. And when it, when it stopped serving me, I was unhappy doing it. Um, you know, that's not going to help anybody. So I had to go find what, what set my soul on fire. And when I, went, when I was out on that journey to find out what that was, um, it turned out into the, I love exploring and, and sharing. And, you know, the YouTube uh, channel I created is a creative outlet for me. So that, gives me gives me um, a lot of excitement to spread you know a positive message so i have no idea what this is going to turn into what it's going to lead but i just love the fact that i'm able to you know have an impact on people's lives how amazing so when you decided this was there like a pinnacle point 
that you kind of looked around and said no, or was it like the slow drift of unfulfillment? Oh, football? Yeah. Oh, it was a slow drift. I mean, football is hard. It is a hard game physically, emotionally, mentally. Um, and while you're in it, you're constantly grinding. Um, you don't really have time to like sit back and really appreciate, you know, the like as, like all the fans ask me and go, like, hey, you know, do you miss it at all? And I can honestly say I do not because mm. when you look at it from the outside, it's just a, it's a glamorous job. It's cool. You could see, um, you know, see us on TV on Sundays, you know, playing. But there's so much work that goes into it, and it ripped my body to shreds. Uh, constantly getting judged, constantly having people trying to replace you, um, guys judging you, front office, media, millions of people watching on TV. So it's just constant stress, and. Um, yeah, so it was kind of a slow thing after a couple of years. I, I blew my knee out about four years ago, and my body's really never been the same uh, trying to adjust. And so I think if you ask any football player in the middle of the season, they're going to be like, yeah, I might, I might retire this year. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and then, and then the offseason comes, and then they get to, like, live their lives. They get to spend more time with their family. They get to recover a little bit. Like, you know, it's not that bad. But when you're in it, it's it's tough. And so I just – you know, reminding myself after a couple of years of wanting to retire and then going back and pushing myself and wanting to retire and going back and pushing myself, I finally was like, you know what, you have enough money, you know, you got to call it at some point and um, take care of your health and make that a priority and find out what else is out there for you. It's beautiful. Uh, when I, I interviewed Mark Patterson, Matt, Mark Patterson, also an ex-NFL player who I mentioned to you before we started recording, one of the things we were talking about on our interview is how retiring from a sport can sometimes feel like leaving the military. You are indoctrinated into a certain schedule, a certain way of looking at yourself and other people, the team aspect, the responsibility of who who you owe what to in a way of who's gotten you there. And, and it is a big responsibility. And when people leave that, they got to go into the general pop again and figure out how to just make it through a Tuesday afternoon without the expectation and without the pressure. Um, so have you had other guys that you've played with over the years who have, let's say, fallen off that wagon or you've seen the toll it's taken on them and noticed in your own mind as you stepped away being like, I don't want to be that guy. You know, whether it's they leave with no money or, you know, they ruin their relationships or they've got no sense of self left. I mean, so many elements, like you said, the unsexy side, back end of what it looks like when nobody's watching. Yeah, I think a lot of athletes like, you know, military can definitely relate is the transition from the sport you've played your whole life into the real world. I mean, there's a few different things. Um, you know, most, most athletes, I consider myself very blessed and lucky because most athletes, their career ends before they want it to. For sure. So they got to deal with, okay, all of a sudden this, this is something I've been working so hard for and it's just taken away from me. Either injuries, they don't make it as far as they want. They don't get drafted. They get cut. The coach doesn't give them a chance. There's just, you know, too many people out there trying to take their job, whatever it is. Most people's careers end before they want it to. And so they got to deal with it. Me, I was able to walk away. I, I satisfied everything I had. I gave football everything I had to give to Amazing. it. And so I have nothing left. And I'm very blessed and grateful for that. And But when I walked away, I still, I didn't, I, you know, I was always conscious of football was something I did. It wasn't who I was. And so I never really thought I lost my identity in it. But after playing for 16 years, you know, my whole entire adult life, when it was over, I was like still ha happy it was over because I was looking forward to it. But there was still this void that was like yeah. a physical void. And I was like, yo, that's that's weird. I wasn't expecting that. For and sure. so that's when I had to go out and find out, you know, and fill that void. And, you know, I'm, I'm done with football. I don't have anything left to give to football. 
what else can I give to the world? What else can, you know, set my soul on fire? And I think there is definitely a, a lot of, you know, military and athletes that struggle with that transition. Um, and it's, it's hard. It is tough. Another thing is the mindset that it takes to make it that far. Um, you know, the, the mental toughness. And when you're in the locker room with other individuals who know what it's like to push the body to the limits, to not want to get out of bed because your body hurts so bad, but get up anyway and go do it because your teammates uh, are, you know, expecting you to go do it. That's a special kind of mindset. And you don't really realize how crazy it is because you're surrounded by it nonstop. And there's different levels of it. Obviously, there's guys lower on the team that don't really know how to push themselves as hard as the, the top guys. But when you get out of that, that environment and you're out in the real world and now I'm, you know, starting to get into business and, and, you know, hanging out with like, you know, normal people, they don't know how to push themselves outside their comfort zone. They don't know how to push themselves. And hear all the excuses that you never heard in that locker room. Excuses. never would have gotten there otherwise. Yeah. And so like, I tell my guys that I played with last year when I connect with them, or a couple of years ago now, it's going on my second year. (laughs) Um, It's crazy. But talking to them, like, yo, like you guys, the mindset that you guys have to push yourselves, like that's going to transfer over into the world. So don't, like if you're looking for transition, like you are already one step ahead of everybody just because you know what it takes. Yeah. And you can know how to stick to something, stop and reset, clear your mind, which is a skill. I mean, I teach that to clients every day. And like you said, athletes are trained from a young age. You won't know until it's gone, but you'll go, try to have a conversation with someone, make a deal with someone. And it's like speaking another language. Yeah, 100%. Wow. Amazing. So how has your family and friends supported this decision? Did people think you were crazy? Did you care? I got a lot of mixed emotions. I think, um, you know, my family was, uh, there's a couple parts, like my sister is my, my, my real close family. I tell her everything. She's super excited for me. Uh, some of my ex-teammates thought I was crazy. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of envy and jealousy that I get yes. the opportunity to do this. Um, but I think once when I was talking about it, I think people were a little like, okay, dude, like, what are you talking about? And now that it's kind of grown into something and the blog has kind of taken off and now with social media and, you know, getting attention, like people were like, whoa, like he's actually doing it. Yep. And I think that goes to the fact that I just, you know, I just trusted my gut and I, I'm working hard at it. It's not easy. Like, Building the, the, the community on social media takes a lot of work, a lot of time. I mean, I'm sure as you know with the podcast, people think you just go and, and create this content and then that's it. But like creating the community of people and like interacting with people is a full-time job. Um, and remember, you had that celebrity as an NFL player, but all, quote unquote, all you were doing was playing. You didn't have to do this whole personality side also. Yeah, like I honestly, I had to change my whole relationship with social media because I, I really hated it when I was playing. I never really posted that much. Um, I didn't have a huge following because I just, I hated being like, I play football, look at me, yeah. look what I do. And like, I thought social media was all that. And then I, I read a couple, I don't know if you know who Gary Vee is. Yeah, of course. I, yeah, so I read a couple of his books and he talks about the business side of social media and how getting people's attention is good for business and how you can have a positive impact. And so it kind of changed my whole viewpoint of it. It's like, instead of using it to say, Hey, look at me, what I'm doing. It's, Hey, look at how you can make your life better and have a positive impact on other people and create that community. And so once I changed that natural magnetism and people are watching and we've seen it used for bad and for good in today's world, that is what people are watching. So to utilize the fact that you already have their eyeballs, you might as well make it not about what you're eating for lunch, but like you so beautifully said, share your medicine with the world. You don't have to go door by door. Yep. 
exactly. We have such an opportunity to really have a big impact. And, um, you know, another thing with that, with people that do complain about social media and how negative, negative it is and how it's ruining the world. Like I, I, I challenge you to be more conscious of what you allow on your timeline, exactly. clean up your digital space. And I mean, I, when I first hit the road, I unfollowed all like the meme pages with like a bunch mm-hmm. of funny quotes that like are just brainless. You get lost in the, the rabbit hole, you know, an hour goes by and you're watching all that stuff. Like, did that add any value to my life? So I started unfollowing those and just if you're like motivational speakers or people I'm really close to or, you know, people that have a positive message, that's all that's on my timeline. I just don't allow that negativity into my space. Makes a big difference. Um, were you always this present and conscious? I mean, as an athlete, I'd venture to say probably yes, because you knew how to control yourself. But in terms of mindset wise, not on a field, like you said, that's a big shift. Where do you put all of that drive that you have, all of that passion, all of that diligence that you've had to build up as a machine to now being a regular person. Like today, you had a schedule with me. The rest of your day is not scheduled. How do you manage that ritual versus openness? Yeah, I mean, I have a very, very uh, strict, and I wouldn't say strict, but it's a routine that I stick to. I mean, I work very hard at cultivating my happiness and my presence and, and my mindset. I, I started meditating a few years ago. Um, you know, and it's it's a hard practice to get into because you don't really see the results for a while unless you stick with it. But it's completely changed my life. Um, I started doing yoga. I do yoga daily now. So I take care of my body. I am starting to eat right, you know, feed my body good nutrition and all of these things. You know, I take cold showers. And so there's all these tools I use to help cultivate this mindset and this happiness. And it all started actually because of football when I was, you know, all these talks about CTE and brain trauma. And, you know, it's kind of scary to think about. Like I played for 16 years football and definitely hit my head a couple times. I don't know how many like concussions I had where I, like, I, didn't, I don't ever black out or anything, but you know, they said those just repeated hits to the head just caused yeah. brain trauma. And so I try to be proactive. And so read a couple of books and learned about meditation as a tool to exercise the mind. I started reading a lot of books because I know, you know, getting new information creates new neural pathways in the mind and started feeding myself. Um, there's a book I just read called Genius Foods, and it's all about uh, the brain and what, what, what foods fuel the brain the best to prevent Alzheimer's. And I know I'm at a higher risk because of my play football. So just learning all this information and trying to fuel my body the right way to be proactive has all turned into you know, something way more. It started off as like trying to protect my brain, and now it's just taking me down this path where I'm actually experiencing you know, clarity and you know, motivation in my mind is just so clear and present. It's very powerful. I love it. What's also beautiful is listening to you. You know, there's so much more for you to do and you're not trying to push it. You're just letting it unfold, which is amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, but the but you know is, what, Joe? None of us do. We just pretend exactly. that Exactly. We- <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so we all have these dreams, these aspirations, but the, I mean, the key I'm starting to find out is to take each day, enjoy the process and to try and overcome your fears and the resistance and break down those walls. Cause then if something scares you and you can lean into that and overcome it, I mean, then, then they're total, that's freedom on the other side of fear lies freedom. And if you can conquer your fears, then anything's possible. And usually those fears, they, the reason they scare you is because that's your soul or the universe trying to guide you in the right direction. Because if everything was easy, then Speaking my life, your point. a thousand percent. And the other thing is, Look from the achievement flip side that so many of us in our culture look at. Well, if I get this and I put that on the wish list and I tick it off, and you know, I mean, 
I've got two teenage boys. Trust me, if someone said to them, you can play for the NFL, they pick that over playing outside with their friends. But like you said, you had it all on paper, what every American boy would want. And you looked at it and not, you didn't appreciate it. And you gave it your all and your grandparents didn't give you that inner fulfillment. So now you've learned the hard way and on the ground that the process of becoming someone is what then brings more of those opportunities in whatever way. I mean, your, your ability is now far more endless than it was in picking up the NFL line because you have width and depth now of because these skills are there, whichever way you turn is where you'll go. Yeah, I mean, it's dreams and desires and goals and achievements, they all are fleeting, right? Every time you accomplish something, there's going to be a new desire, something else you know, that you want to accomplish, you're never going to be satisfied if the destination is the goal. So what I've learned is you got to fall in love with the journey. So it doesn't really matter what you're going after, but enjoy the process of learning and growing because you're never going to get there. I mean, the destination ultimately is death. So enjoy the whole process of life. You're never, you know, you're never going to be fully satisfied if you're, if you're chasing accomplishments, but if you're chasing the journey to the accomplishments, like that's when you'll find peace. Yes. And what's also nice, as you flat out said, you find stuff you wouldn't have been looking for too. Yeah, I mean, you, you start realizing uh, what's really important in life. And... and you couldn't have planned this. Imagine if you mapped out, someone gave you a big piece of paper, a big whiteboard four years ago and said, okay, Joe, let's list it out. You never could have imagined. No, no, I, and I don't think I, I would want to. I mean, I have no idea what's going to happen a year from now, two years from now, but that I'm trusting the journey of life that's taken me um, to crazy places already. And, you know, I'm just trying to add as much value and, and share my medicine. And I think everybody has a, a specific medicine to share. And I realized um, through a lot of experience that I just have a really positive, uplifting attitude. And that that's really a gift. And, you know, so I try to cultivate that as much as possible by using the tools and sharing what tools I use to cultivate that to help people. Do you feel that you were always that person underneath the busyness and the being contained in someone else's structure? I mean, this is who you were. You feel like you've really changed a lot. I've changed a ton, but I think it's because I've, you know, broken down the walls and lifted the masks of the society put on me. I think everybody's true soul deep down is is who it's supposed to be but it's about figuring out what that is and feeling safe enough to go look for it yeah and and being confident in yourself and being comfortable and like like all these tools i'm using if i don't if i don't do the work on a daily basis you know people think oh yeah look good for you you found what your purpose but i work at it every day and if i go a couple days without meditating without working out you know without reading something new and learning something new or getting out in nature if i don't do these things then i start my mind starts racing i start thinking about the future i start you know feeling this different attitude and i'll be like whoa what is this and it's been a process to get to this point because i've you know started meditating like once a week and then i'll be like okay or i go a week straight and they're like oh you know i won't do it for a week and then i'll start my mind will start racing i feel better now i'm good i'm gonna take a break (laughs) <laughs> exactly. And then you start feeling bad again. Or, you you know, I'll go eat like a couple of cheat meals in a row. And then I, yeah. you know, feel my body all this, you know, crap. And then I start really like, why do I feel so bad? It's like, oh, because I'm not doing the thing. And so yeah. you start doing the things more and more consistently because you realize those things are making you feel good. And then, I mean, I don't know where the end is. Like, I'm going to continue to try and, you know, be better every day. I mean, there's days when I, you know, I want to go big, 
you know, get some blueberry pancakes because I crave them. But, and I'll go do that because life's about enjoying the process too, but it's about having balance. And when you find that balance, uh, it just makes you want to keep getting better. And how do you feel in terms of connection? Because you came from, obviously, in the sports arena, you've been so team-oriented for so long. You know, drilled into you is you're part of a team, no matter how good you are, you cover your guys in the front and the end. And now you're really, I mean, we'll talk about the dog in a minute, you're really far more off. Oh, look how cute he is. He's gorgeous. He's the best. Um, you stepped away from that. And there's another void there of human beings are pack animals at the end of the day. So how have you, I mean, you probably needed a lot of quiet space. How have you kind of reconciled that? Yeah, um, I think, honestly, I'm, I'm very thankful that I was able to create a community on social media and sharing with them. And it's a very positive community. The people that follow me are really looking for motivation. You know, I think a lot of, you know, quote unquote influencers, they, they go out for different reasons and there's a lot of negativity behind them. I don't know, either haters or whatever. But I've, I've found that my community is very positive. Uh, people just really looking for more satisfaction out of life. And so that community is really, you know, given me that kind of structure that I've been missing with football because uh, that is, you know, one of the big transition things is not having that community to hang out with. Um, but also remember but yeah. that old community on the front end is supportive, but there's competition. Every guy who's your buddy, like you said, can also take your job. Oh, during football, yeah. That, I don't know. I think, I think that as an athlete, when I was in it, it was like you were very competitive, and especially in the NFL, because there's, I mean, in college, you kind of know who the good players are. Uh, maybe there's a couple competition spots, but most of the guys, you know, who are going to be playing. But in the NFL, like, the guy, everybody's better than you. I was so, just watching the draft. I was having a panic attack watching. You know, it, you're awesome till you're in the room with everyone else who's awesome. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> oh, let me tell you a story. My, my, so my second year, I was a starting right guard for Atlanta. And the starting center was a 13-year vet. And he was set to retire. And so I, they drafted me as a center. So I was like, okay, next year I'm going to transfer over to center and I'm going to be the guy for the next 10 years. You know, like that's, that's what I'm thinking in my head. And we go, I have a really bad game in the playoffs. We end up losing to the Giants. That's the year they won the Super Bowl. And the following year, I'm watching the draft, and that's when uh, Tony Gonzalez was supposed to be retiring. So everybody thought we were going to draft a tight end in the first round. And so I'm watching the draft, all excited, you know, like whatever. And guess who they take with the first first pick? A dang center. Oh and so I'm like, my oh, my goodness. Like, And so it, like, blindsided me. And then the next year, I ended up not even dressing. And I just have to go through, you know, all these things. Like, why me? And that was actually a big turning point in my career where, you know, I stopped waiting for my opportunity. And I decided to take control and give everything I had. And, you know, I, I didn't want to be one of those guys that was on the street with any regrets saying, okay, uh, I could have done more. I didn't do everything I possibly could. I, I made excuses. So... From that point on, I like, you know, if I'm going to be on the street and I'm going to get cut, like I'm going to make sure that I gave everything I had for this opportunity. And that kind of changed my whole career. I ended up playing another five years after that and becoming a starter and starting another 50 games. So you know, it's crazy how everything happens for a reason. It really does. And I mean, look what it's given you now. Imagine now you sitting in this beautiful place, all those thoughts start coming up. And even with the meditation, it's when you run that movie of your life, it's all those sliding door moments of I could have this, I could have that. They're exhausting. They don't help us move forward, but we all do them. So the fact that you turn that around then is huge. I'm a big believer in community, as you said, and surrounding yourself with people. 
a lot of times the loneliest we feel is when we're surrounded by the people who don't really get us and don't understand it. So I'm so glad that in the midst of you finding this, I think it's an energetic magnetism too. When we're in the right frame of mind, all these people from your now following come to you from their little spots in the forest looking for that same kind of thing. I have that too with my yeah. my clients. Like, where have these people all been? And social media enables us. I, I'm based right outside of New York City. Most of my clients are over in England. It's like, how the hell does that happen? From like a little mom of two teenage boys. Like, what the hell? But it's magical. And it get, like you said, if you have the right use for it, it gives you something you never could have created otherwise. Yeah, I mean, it's the synchronicities. And, and I, I tell myself every day, what a time to be alive. And oh. it's crazy. I mean, I think this technology used in the right way is bringing the world together and a lot of like-minded people trying to make a difference. And I think there's something special on the horizon for humanity. And I think this is one of the tools that we're going to use to try and you know, spread the message of positivity and living in the moment and helping people that, you know, need it and giving everybody an opportunity to connect. And I like on my trip, like you said, the community, like not just people following me, but like really connecting with like-minded people and sharing stories. And, you know, cause I've obviously, you know, I'm, I'm not hanging out with all these football players anymore. I'm connecting with people who are like-minded trying to, trying to make a difference. And it's, it's very special. It's, it's kind of wild to think about. It's amazing. What's also nice is you really got your identity back, which is a very scary thing for a lot of people to take back because you can hang out in the label of NFL player. It'll get you into places. It'll get you the best blueberry pancakes. It will, you know, whatever it is. But now you're just Joe and you get to be full Joe rather than I'm Joe and I X, Y, Z. Yeah. I mean, I'm so grateful for football because honestly, like, I've met so many people doing the van life and doing what I'm doing. And the reason that people care about it is because I played football and people love football. And, you know, I never talk about football on my page. I never, I probably should do it more, but I just don't like, I want, I'm so past that part of my life and I'm so grateful for the opportunities and the doors it's opened. Um, But I'm just so much more than a football player, like you said. And it's, it's awesome for people to see that. It it really is. And I also think it gives a lot of, Younger kids who watch this kind of stuff, you know, they watch the highs and then they don't find out what life feels like behind, you know, suicide is so big, especially with younger kids and college kids, because they're so afraid of finding meaning or if they don't fulfill what they think it's supposed to look like to find out what it looks like after the quote unquote glory days people would have wished for how much more fulfilled. I mean, I'm looking at you, people will listen on this and watch it on YouTube, but I'm looking at someone you can tell you feel whole in yourself. You don't have anything to prove to anyone. You're very settled. You're in a beautiful environment, not running away from anything, not hiding from anything. It's not like you turned into some mountain man because you couldn't handle your life. You're actually living how you want it to be. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, a lot of people, they, they got to look at their life as, you know, lessons and learn from them and grow. And, you know, don't, like I, I've gone through a lot of things in my life that have led me to this point. I've had a lot of lessons to learn through and those lessons are going to continue to come. And that's honestly the purpose of life is to learn and grow. So don't ever get caught up in you're not good enough. You're not worthy because you're not accomplishing certain things. Like if you go through something and it's hard, there's a reason. And you can either go in the dumps and say, what was me and decide that this is too big for me to overcome, or you can use it as a lesson and become stronger and grow. And, you know, some of the biggest lessons people go through and they overcome on the other side, they use that as medicine to the world and it's a gift. And so start looking at these lessons as gifts and don't get too hard on yourself. Fall in love with the process. 
Um, I think, you know, people, especially young kids, they, you know, they, they look at, there's a great quote from Jim, um, what is his name? Buffett, the billionaire. Mm-hmm. He says, don't compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 30. And a lot of people, you know, they think they need to accomplish all these things. And it's enjoy the process. Fall in love with the process. You're going to have lessons. You're young. You're going to learn. You're going to grow. Um, you're not meant to be who you're supposed to be just yet. Um, and that's what life's for. In the marination process. So tell me about these gorgeous dogs. Oh, Freedom. She's uh, just chilling right here. Yeah, she's, uh, she's the best. Um, she's my spirit animal. I'm so glad that we found each other. Um, I rescued her a month before I took off on my road trip last year. I knew that being on the road, it'd be nice to have a, a travel companion because um, I knew it'd probably be a lonely place at times. And I don't know what I'd do without her. She's honestly the best travel companion. She loves being on the road and she keeps me company. She's super chill. Sometimes she gets on my nerves because she needs a little bit more attention. But <laughs> I think uh, I think I attract high maintenance women. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yeah, she's awesome. I'm so blessed to have her. And so what was the most surprising thing when you set out last year um, that you wouldn't have anticipated going on this? You know, it's like this thing you were going to do, you set it up, you gave everything away. You're like, I'm done. I'm closing the chapter. And obviously you didn't have a plan of what you were going to feel like. What was the thing you found the most surprising at the start? At the start, oh. I think I had like a lot of fears of the unknown and it's crazy. Even though I was on the road for a whole year last year, starting this trip again, I was the same fears came up and, you know, it made me realize that a lot of people, they're nervous about transition. They're scared about, you know, if they lose a job, and have to go get a new job or if they have to move, move cities and they're, they're scared and that doesn't go away, but your relationship to it, you know, that, that feeling that you're going into the unknown is what makes you feel most alive. Because when you're in your routine and you know what to expect, you kind of go on autopilot, to be honest. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that they're going through the same routine. And then all of a sudden, you know, 10 years go by, 20 years go by, and they wake up and they're like, wait, like what happened? I wasn't really living. And even even when I was back in Tampa for a few months, like I, I, I was bettering myself. I was doing yoga. I was working out. But it was like I got in this really solid routine and I loved it. And it was, it felt good. And then when I hit the road again, I was like, wait a minute, like, I don't know where I'm going to stay tonight. And I was like, that's scary. But I feel alive because it brings you back to the present moment where you're like super hyper aware of whatever's going on around you because it's a new experience. And that's honestly, I love it. I love that feeling. That's why traveling is so amazing. If anybody's listening to this has never traveled outside the US. And I know like when I first, I went to Costa Rica the first time, I think six years ago. And I was deathly scared because I had no idea what to expect. Like, you know, and then when you do it, like it changes everything, changes your whole perspective on life. And so I encourage you to, you know, experience new things. You don't have to go live in a van, but, you know, go get yourself outside your comfort zone because it will help you grow. It is a very cool van, though. You got to give yourself that. My new van is yes. amazing. I was just, I'm so grateful for it. Every day I'm in there, I'm like, this thing is awesome. My old van wasn't very comfortable. So this new one's awesome. I love it. I watched I watched you kit it or fit it all out with Kit. I was watching on Instagram. <laughs> I appreciate that. So what what's the next travel place? How do you pick destinations? Or do you just go like intuitively what you're in the mood for? Do you have destinations you've always wanted to see? Yeah, I got a couple places that I want to see and then I let the trip kind of guide me. Um 
you know, I didn't know I was going to come up here, but I was out. I had a, uh, a lady in Washington meet me. She's doing a documentary on mental health and I wanted to help her out. So I knew that trip was planned. So I went there. I wanted to see DC. So I went there a couple of days early, went around. And then I know I'm going to Philly to speak at a high school next weekend. And I wanted to go to a, Philly, a couple of Phillies games because um, I'm doing a little baseball tour as well. And I kind of looked. I wanted to recharge for a couple of days. So I found this national park that was close by. I came up here. And so I have ideas. I want to go to uh, Niagara Falls up north. That's kind of like my big thing heading up that way. So I'm going to stop at some baseball games on the way up. I got some friends in different cities. And then the trip kind of just comes together. Um, I got it pretty good planned out until the end of June. And then I'm going to start heading through the Midwest um, out to the West Coast. But I haven't really figured that part out yet. But I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll come together just perfectly. It, it, it sounds amazing already. So if I had to ask you what you think your medicine is, what would you answer? Positivity. And I don't, I got, you know, it's funny, like, when I was when I was younger and when I was in high school, my nickname was Happy Holly. And really? I was just thinking about this the other day because I was like, you know what? Like I am a positive person, and you never. I don't really never looked at it as like a gift or my medicine until like like honestly, I was just thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know what? Like maybe there that is my medicine. Like being so positive and sharing that message, and you know, I'm doing all the things to try and cultivate better happiness. But I am a naturally happy positive person so you know that that is that's a gift that's a medicine i can share it is and because you live it it's not just one of these catchphrases in the personal development space or the entrepreneurial space do this clarity passion you are living it and you embody it which means it's contagious and people can who don't naturally have it can look and say okay what is someone like joe what is someone like sherry what do they do every day to create more of that and how can i bring that into my life What's the benefit of even bothering? Because so many people don't know. And you know what's crazy is all the access to information we have. Like I, I've all these tools that I use. Like I didn't make all, all this up. Like I listen to people that are smarter than me, people that are where I want to be, uh, people on their chapter thirties. You know, and I, I listen to them. It's like, oh, they're doing that. And then when you listen to all these different people across all these different genres, all these different walks of life, they're talking about the same things. And you're like, well, maybe if I try that, and then you start practicing it, and you're like, whoa, it does help. And then you start being like, okay, go down the rabbit hole. What else can I do to make myself feel better? And so it's all about growth and learning. And I, you know, it's 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 out there. It's out there. You got to just go find out what works for you. I mean, it's and you make, like you just said perfectly, you make it yours. It's not trying on someone else's stuff. There'll be stuff you pick up, and you're like, you know what? This isn't for me, but this. Yep. Exactly. Totally agree. Amazing. So I'm going to run into what I do with, with each interview, a run through of the Maverick Five, which are the five areas. We'll do just like a quick round here because I want people to hear. I like to show the human side behind what other people would think is extraordinary. They can say, okay, Sherry, but Joe has this and Joe did that. I'm not like that. I'm just a regular Joe, not, not a Joe Joe. And I don't know, maybe he's not scared of things. Maybe he rocks every area of life. So I like to do this because I think it shows we all have work to do in certain areas. Like maybe relationships aren't your thing or, you know, business is scary, but you rock at self. So I'm going to throw out a word and you give me back either a lesson you've learned, something you're working on, something maybe you struggle with and are looking for answers for. Are you ready? Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. So we're going to start with self. Self. Um... Honestly, it's get try to get better every day and don't judge yourself 
for not living up to your standard. Um, I feel like, you know, I'll take a couple steps forward. And then I've learned that instead of, if I have a bad day, like I want to go have a cheat meal or I want to go out and have a few drinks and, you know, I don't want to read it. Don't want to meditate. Like don't just don't judge myself and don't shame myself and get back on the horse the next day and just try and get better that way each day. Cause I feel like a lot of people, they shame themselves because it makes it seem like the road is so hard and long and I'm never going to get to where I want to get, you know, just start. You just got to start. And it's not a black and white linear road. I mean, for every step you take back, you do rev up to take more or to shift gears if you're going the wrong direction. Absolutely. Or you'll learn, I go, this is why I do meditate. This is why I do eat healthy because it makes me feel this way. Yeah. Number two, we've got relationships. So this could be guys you worked with, uh, intimate relationships, friendships, family. How do you approach that? Where does that sit in your life? I think that you're not going to find happiness in other people. So don't look for validation from other people and don't look for someone to complete you. I feel like a lot of, you know, people in marriages that are, you know, in trouble, you know, the, I think the, the stats like 50% divorce rate and people are so codependent and they're, they're looking for somebody to make them happy or they're looking for the other half to complete them. I think that's a flawed way to look at it. I think you have to be happy on the inside and happy with who you are and confident in yourself and that other person's going to find you and they better be the same. And then that's when you help build each other up and help each other grow. And it's not, it doesn't turn into this competition thing. Absolutely gorgeous. It's a lot of pressure on people when they're trying to save other people rather than themselves. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. I have the t-shirt. Next is business. And this could be entrepreneurial. This could be what you see out there in the world, working, not working, where you feel like you're headed. Um, I think the biggest thing is learn something new every day. Uh, and there's, there's power in the courage to just start. If you have an idea and you want to start a business or, you know, go after something, you just got to do it. You're never going to know everything. And I've been wanting to get involved in business. I started a company called live simple. It's a, uh, our first products of macadamia nut butter on the go, super clean, uh, no sugar added. And I saw a need in the market and I met this guy who had this product and I partnered with them. And, um, I had no idea what I'm doing. I still don't have any idea what I'm doing. And I've learned more. I've read a lot of business books that I know I've wanted to get involved in business. And that's been kind of my dream to start my own company. And I've read a ton of books about it and learned about it. And it's funny because all the books, most of them say, you know, you just got to start. And then <laughs> this opportunity came up and I just started and I'm learning so much by just going through it. And just by jumping in full, you know, head first and you're going to learn the lessons. You're going to be ups. There's going to be downs, but it's all about learning. Learn, learn, learn. Amazing. Next one is well-being. Well-being. Oh, wow. I think when you're happy on the inside and you take care of your inner space and your mindset and your mind, um, it's crazy. I know it's backwards, but everything in the world kind of works out for you. I mean, the law of attraction. When you're happy on the inside, that those, putting out those positive vibes, you're confident, happy with yourself you know, the things you want and you desire in life just kind of just show up in your life. And it's really wild. And, um, you know, there's different tools. Uh, meditation has been a huge tool for me and nutrition and feeding my body the right stuff um, and reading and learning. And it's, it's everything. Love it. Agreed on everything. And the last one is creativity. Oh, creativity. You just we got are all, from freedom. Yeah. Freedom agreed. Freedom's ready for a walk. She's like, why are we sitting here, Dad? <laughs> Creativity. I think we are all creators. Um, and we all have a creative juice. And 
I think for some reason when we're younger, if we draw something that's, uh, you know, so quote unquote bad, I mean, that's all subjective, right? I mean, I think we all need to have a creative outlet and I don't think it needs to necessarily be a piece of like a piece of like a masterpiece, but having something um, to express yourself is so powerful. And I, I honestly started journaling, um, you know, a couple months ago, cause I wanted to, I want to eventually write a book about this trip. And so I started journaling and I'm, I've never really been a good writer. And, um, so there's this thing, this practice called morning pages where you wake up, you take 15 minutes and just write down what's coming out of your mind. Like no judgments, no like punctuation, grammar, just let it flow. And it has been so powerful for me to just get my thoughts out onto the computer. And I think that's important for everybody, whether you go draw something or, you know, create a, I, I used to throw clay and do pots. So I think if you have a creative outlet, it's so important to uh, your mental health. Amazing. Amazing. Joe, this was amazing. I loved every word. I can't wait to follow your uh-huh. journey. And I'm always here if you need anything. Where can people follow you and be part of your growth, your expansion and all this amazing stuff you're doing? Yeah, I'm re- revamping my website. I'm going to do a little bit more of a written blog this year. It's manvandogblog.com. Um, I'm, I'm heavy on social. I use Instagram the most. And if you reach out to me and DM me, I try to contact everybody or respond. It's getting a little crazy now that my following has gotten a little bit bigger, but you know, if you reach <laughs> out, I'll try to wish for, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's all across all social platforms, the man van dog blog, uh, my YouTube channel, I'm putting out a video like once a week and then I'm most active on Instagram. I don't really mess with Twitter or Facebook that much. And yeah. And then if you want to check out my nut butter, you can go to livesimple.com with no E, S-I-M-P-L.com. And if you use the code presale19 at checkout, you get 10% off. And we're actually going into production in about a week. So that should be up ready for sale in like three to four weeks. Ooh, amazing. I'll put all the links in the show notes so that everyone can kind of do this. I'm going to order. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you. Thank you for your patience, Freedom. I appreciate you held off on your walk. Oh, she's laying down now. Oh, oh she's done with us. Like, I've had it with you guys. You are All right, thank you so much. And thank you for sharing it with us. I appreciate it. Uh, let me know anytime you want to connect. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Mavericks in Motion podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to head over to subscribe and leave a review for us. And if you want to know how to capture your own Maverick, head to sharryteekman.com and grab a $1 14-day trial in our membership, Maverick Life Unleashed. See you in the next show.